<laughs> hey everyone, welcome back to A Court of Tattoos and Rosé, where we go through and discuss all things romancy with, uh, Madison and me, Blake. Um, <laughs> so first off, Caitlin is here. <laughs> Thank God Caitlin is here, because I would have been talking to myself again. Um, <laughs> here this morning. Um, she's busy for purposes. I won't say exactly what she's doing, but let's just say Eric's in trouble. Um, so much trouble. <laughs> she literally sat down to send like the link for the studio to record. Okay, well, first, just, okay, hang on, hang on. This is a, okay. Hang on. This is gonna be our fourth episode for Crescent City. Uh, we're doing House of Earth and Blood. We're doing chapters seven and eight. Uh, seven still were in pain, and then eight. Oh, was seven was hard. Seven was eight hard. is a lot of info dump again, so be prepared. Uh, we curse, we spoil things, we talk about whatever the fuck we want. Um, spoilers for the entire Moss universe, just FYI. Okay, so anyways, Madison texts and goes, "Well, I just lost power." Now, if you guys know, like, you guys, like, I feel like we've talked about this before. If Madison loses power, thank you, Duke Energy, I'm usually about to lose power. Like, I usually, my neighborhood will lose power before her neighborhood. I don't know why. And, like, it is, it too, in my defense, it is rainy and windy. Yes. Okay, so I was like, oh. But then, very, very quickly, things <laughs> turned. Very quickly, things turned with Madison's messages. So... Eric walked in. Also, keep in mind what Madison's job is, right? Author, PA, social media, all of that. All kind the electronics. Literally yeah, all the electronics. Um, all the Wi-Fi. All of it. And Sundays are like her like busiest day. He walks in and goes, because she, of course, was like, Eric, what's going on? He walks upstairs, walks in and goes, <laughs> hang on, and I quote, I just want to make sure... Um, Oh, I'm not sure if I paid the bill. <laughs> now you're probably thinking it is 2023, almost 2024. What person doesn't use auto pay for utilities? <sighs> the only person I don't know that does that is my mother for their water bill. But do you want to know why? Because they live in such a small town in Ohio that the water goes through like the village. It's not a town. It's not a town. It's a village. That's how small it is. <laughs> and they literally don't want to pay the online fees to set it up. So you have to pay it. You have to go every month. She has to go and take a paper check to them. That is the only other person I know that does not auto pay for at least one of their utilities. Now, I don't, and I feel like I did know this, and I think I just blocked it out. No, I, I definitely remember having this conversation with him yeah. probably at one point. Yeah. Um. So I was literally, you know, obviously I was like, auto pay exists. What do you mean he didn't pay the bill? <laughs> Fun fact, Eric does not believe in auto pay. Now, look, I understand there's a lot of worse controversies that man could believe in. I get it. Yes. Yes. But what the fuck <laughs> does it mean that you don't believe in auto pay? So then, apparently, he believes he's like, what if they overcharge you? What, my man? What? First off, even if you're on auto pay and you figure out they overcharge, they still send you a, a itemized bill report, especially Duke. They send me too many things. Home energy report. Here's where you could be more efficient. How about these light bulbs? Ugh. Anyways. 
even if I did think they overpaid, overcharged me, you, it's the same process as if you get a bill and you don't want to pay it yet because you think you overcharged them. You just call them. Actually, you chat online, but Eric probably doesn't believe in that. So, probably not. Sure enough, um, there's no outage in Madison's neighborhood. <laughs> and it's a Sunday. Keep that in mind. It's a Sunday. So, like, I don't know how they handle it for that type of outage. If it's just you didn't pay your bill, I, I don't know how, how that works. I'm dead. Um, I literally am. I was dying when I was reading that. So then I'm like, that's really, like, maybe, I'm like, that's really aggressive. Like, I know, like, power companies, like, they're not great people. They're not run by great people, right? Utilities are terrible. Um, but I was like, Jesus, that's really aggressive. Cause for Duke, you pay in arrears. So like you, like literally my Duke payment just went out like earlier this week for like the November billing period, essentially. Right. So I'm like, God, what the hell? Eric, well, there's no wait fees. So it doesn't matter if you pay late. (laughs) Apparently it does. There's consequences. (laughs) Like I... And then it gets worse because I like even Kate Caitlin was like, that's aggressive. Madison texts. And this is where I genuinely think I might be busy later helping Madison dig. Um, he apparently then goes, huh. I hadn't paid the previous months either. <laughs> now, I'm, I'm going to tell you right now, that's actually really surprising i i feel like we need a wellness well we're, eric's gonna need a wellness check but like eric's, before, eric's gonna need a well, wellness before check, that i'm, I'm kind of like are we good because like eric doesn't fuck with that shit like he doesn't so anyways needless to say uh madison is livid yep um yeah again i might be busy luckily again it's raining so it'll be easier to dig you know the ground is soft uh, we'll have to dig further, though. You know, some runoff, but that's okay. I'm I'm here for it. We're all all three of us got each other's backs. You know, this is what we're in it for. Um, <laughs> yeah, I, I'm literally crying. I mean, luckily it's gonna be like 65 today, but again, it's co- like rainy and windy. So, like, well, here's the thing. Again, on the plus Madison's... side, Madison has plenty of snuggies. <laughs> yeah, but Madison's job kind of relies on. We also have book club. Oh, shit, we do. Yeah. Yeah, that's going to be interesting. Although she also <laughs> is still getting over being sick, so I had told her, I was like, girl, I know Fourth Wing's not necessarily your vibe. Yeah. Like, you, if you need to rest, you can rest. And, of course, she's like, I'm fine. <laughs> As she's slowly dying, it's fine. Yeah, it's fine. But, like, yeah, so anyways, that's, you've got me and uh, Caitlin. Um. I'm just waiting. Oh, guys, I if I, like, sound distracted, it's because I have my phone pulled up because I'm really, I need Madison. I need more about this. I need her to continue updating because this is hilarious to me. Yeah. Um, uh, okay. I find it pretty entertaining. Oh, my God. It's really, okay, guys, I, real quick. Oh, my gosh. Stop no, judging gonna, me. They're not because people are, I even, I can recognize that people are going to be on your side with this issue, Good. but I cannot help I it. Should. Okay. Caitlin is sitting in front of me, all cute little crisscross applesauce with her hardcover of House of Earth and Blood with the dust jacket on. And she uses uh, uses the dust jacket as a bookmark. Now, look, I know at this point there are so many people going, and? Exactly. I, I understand. I am the weird one. I am. It's me. 
hi i'm the problem it's yeah it like is. i get it i get it but i it is making me like itch to see her sitting there with ooh. i'm so happy as you guys problems. know i literally have drawers where i keep the dust jackets like i i keep them really nice and like not like creased or anything i have nakey books on my i like nakey books and even then using the dust jacket oh see they're so much prettier no they're not yes they are don't you take that tone with me I do. I'm so far away. You cannot do that. I would get to you. (laughs) I love it when you threaten me. It's so much fun. Because it's never going to happen. Am I attracted to this? Yes. No. (laughs) Yes. Yes. No. Yes. That chick is fucking hilarious on TikTok. What is it? (laughs) Brittany. Isn't that Brittany Bronsky or whatever? I think think that's who it was. I have no fucking idea. Well. Yeah, she goes the well and makes the face. I think it is. I think it is. Yeah, I think it is. Okay, all right. So, anyways, okay. So let's let's jump into it. So, um, recap: trauma, trauma. pain. <laughs> we did not plan that, guys. We did not plan that. Um, yeah, it was trauma. so much trauma for like it was like, oh, we're gonna put you back in. No, this is full on trauma dump right now. I just love that you literally waited for 15 minutes beforehand to be like, wait, what chapter is I know. I was like, oh, I was so... Fun fact. I was, you know, I was in my happy little world. And then I was like, oh, we're going to record this morning. I was slightly hungover. Didn't get any sleep the night before. But she doesn't drink that often. Uh-uh. Hey, I am not hungover today. Did you have a drink I, yesterday? I had a beer. Just one beer? Maybe six. <laughs> I want to make this work. Is by no means an alcoholic. That's not what we're no. saying. It's not the running joke. Trust me, we don't fuck with that shit. It's just funny. Is this bitch will literally? She'll be like, guys, I'm so excited. I haven't gone out and drank like blackout drunk, and then she'll be like, in, and she'll start counting. She'll be like, it's last week, and we'll be like, oh wow. She just has the uh, the uh, memory of like I don't a know, goldfish. Either, yeah, goldfish is better. I was like, do butterflies have a good memory? That's now I'm, I'm, I've insulted butterflies, and I feel like they might have good memories. Yeah, Dude, I have no idea. Check before we jump back into the trauma. Well, we do have one of the um, one of the people is a butterfly shifter. Which again, I just don't. I need to see pictures of these. Things I'm that assuming I really... he has. Oh. Oh well, this is really awkward. Actually, butterflies have really good. Memories. <laughs> <laughs> they literally are able to store memories from their days as caterpillars. Wow, dude, you just insulted the butterfly shifter that we're about to read about, too. Oh, my God. I'm so sorry, butterflies. Uh, they really listen. Oh, my no, God. I'm sure they're just really heartbroken right now. But you just insulted them so hard. You know what, though? Every time I've gone through a butterfly garden, they never land on me. They land on Ian. So, honestly, I don't feel as bad. <laughs> you know, I am, you know, I feel like, like the one they kind of, of... I feel like they kind of, like, feel who you are. They get the aura and they're like, oh, kind of don't want to fuck with this person. Blake is literally going to kill me, guys. So if I am. I'm going to dig two holes. <laughs> dig two holes. If if you don't hear from me for a while. This um, is my last correspondence. <laughs> the ship is going down. He might be ended in a little bit. Heads up. Uh, how many hours drive? It's only six. Eh, you got seven hours then. Get ready. Seven hours to get as far away as possible from wherever I am. 
Bitches, and don't worry, I can go in seven hours. Just scurried off camera. <laughs> she see me like sprinting past with my keys. <laughs> Maybe probably falling down, you know. <laughs> just like slide. I have like, it's hardwood floors, so I would like just eat it. Eat it. Oh, fantastic. I'd pay money. Uh, okay. So really though, uh, yeah, no. Uh, Danica, Pack of Devil is gone, including Connor. Um, Everybody's Bryce- dead. Bryce fucking badass like what a like the, the the first couple chapters you're like oh Bryce is interesting but then after that you're like what a fucking badass literally chases a like demon from the pit barefoot saves at the time we don't know like readers don't know it and she doesn't know it but saves Micah the fucking archangel of Valbara um we do meet Hunt uh we meet Isaac and Briefly. then uh it's Victoria was it Victoria yeah Victoria mm-hmm. the Wraith yeah um, she's a bitch. I'm sorry. I said what I said. Um, and then we meet uh, Sabine. We had heard about Sabine, but we see her. And then we see more of Rune. Um, it's not great. It's not great. The last line of last week was, if she's smart, she'll lie low and not attract the attention of any other powerful immortals for the rest of her life. Oh. <laughs> Awkward. So, um, keep in mind, we are still in um, Dude. I read eight and nine. <laughs> oh my god. Seven hours. You have seven hours from the time we finish recording. Okay. So chapter seven uh is literally just two pages, but the problem is is it's two pages that I think personally I know I think by- I blocked this one out. Yes. Yeah. I didn't want to read uh, no, pages, to be honest. I'm gonna be honest. These two pages awful horrible i didn't i forgot like i blocked them when i read the book you know what i mean like towards the end of the book i was like oh no oh wait no oh god like when it's brought back up because you're like oh oh, what's going on i still forget it even reading like house of sky and breath i still forget it so bryce is uh it's been a bad 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 couple days obviously um, so she's on the foggy shore of the Bone Quarter. She's kneeling before the um, ivory gates. Everything is just quiet. She's hollowed out and drifting is how she awful. describes it. This Oof. is just literally just awful. Um, she's kneeling in front of carved bone gates. Okay. On obsidian steps. Obsidian comes up again and again and again. So obsidian steps, obsidian salt in this. Obsidian is the um in Throne of Glass. It's what the obelisks are made of. It's the um the ward stone looks like obsidian. Yep. Like we don't know a lot about the Bone Quarter or the Underking or Jezebel's tied for with him or what they do. Or like, especially in House of Sky and Breath, what are they doing with someone's second light, right? Like, how are we... There's a lot we don't know. So I just find it interesting that it's Obsidian Steps. The rotting black boat at her back was her only companion. It's molding, moldy ancient rope draped over the steps in lieu of a mooring. She'd pay the fee. The boat would linger here until she was done. Until she had said what she needed to say. So <clears> she... Like, we know when people pass away, you have your last sailing and you go across the Istros. If you're worthy, you make it to the Bone Quarter and the gates from the river, directly from the river open, and you sail through. If you're not, you get your boat overturns and then all of the things in the river eat you. 
Yeah, it's a little uh, it's a little gruesome. Yeah, a little bit, a little bit. So, but oh, after having been dead anyway. So yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, but we see here you can essentially it's almost like the ferryman in um the underworld. Mm-hmm. No ferryman, it's just in the boat itself. But you can take a boat across. Apparently, I don't know why you'd want to do that, but whatever. Yep. Um. So. You can't, even though she's just across the river, so it's not that bad. I'm thinking like Ohio River type, you know, like that wide, like not crazy. You, the mist is so thick. You can't see the city. You don't hear anything. She left behind all her mortal possessions. Um, She's literally, it's just the reapers and the dead. That's all we get. Yeah, that's pretty awful. Um, That is something of nightmares. Right? Although I really wonder, like a lot of people have said this, and I know I've kind of like touched on it, like maybe if the reapers are uh, surreals. Or like similar. Yeah, I mean, I definitely can see that. Reapers, give me the reapers. Yeah, I can agree Um, with that. But we also get a little tidbit where she's like, she'd left behind all her like possessions, but one of those things was her phone, and she says, "So full of anger and hatred." Uh oh, anger and hatred. She's been through a trauma. What do you mean? Well, fun fact. Um, an hour ago, Ethan, so Connor's little brother, had sent her an, uh, an audio mail. Um, and it was not great. She had been in a stupor, but she says stupor. It's shock. She's in trauma yeah. shock for six nights. She just laid on a hotel bed. Not, she didn't answer a phone call, text, nothing. Um, but his last one, he left the audio mail and she decided to listen, which I'm like, of all of the ones to pick, you pick that one. Okay. Don't come to the sailing tomorrow. You're not welcome there. <sighs> This is her essentially platonic other half, her what could have been like mate and all of her other best friends. Yep. They don't, she's not welcome. Um, and to that, Bryce decided to, she snuck out of the hotel room because obviously Randall and her mother are there. Um, only for this would she leave. Would she remember how to move her body, how to speak? So Danica's sailing is set to start at dawn, and the rest of the pack would follow. Um, Bryce literally says, even if she hadn't been banned, she would. She uh, she doesn't think she could have in- endured it, like endeared it. Well, I can't speak. Whatever. Um, she couldn't. She couldn't handle it. Which I'm like fair. Um, so she's sitting there. She can't remember the last time she ate a meal or had a drink. Her mom's maybe gotten her a couple sips of water, but that's it. Again, it's been, we're on the seventh day following the deaths. Yep. Sounds about right. A light had gone out inside her. A light had been extinguished. That line right there, I have it highlighted and notated because I feel like that, when you first read it, is like, oh my God, that's so sad. That's horrible. Like, that's a very bad feeling. Everybody's, I hope you haven't, but I think most of us have hit a point like that where you feel like it's, there's, you're in a place of hopelessness, right? Yeah, it sucks. But, and apologies for this, because it makes me like a little, reading that line and knowing what happens at the end of the book when Danica says light, light it, it up. I literally, I was, when I was reading, yep. like, I was thinking about it last night. I was like, oh, not last night, this morning. I was like, oh, fuck. Because, yep. like, I was like, she always says light it up. And I literally was just like, yep. actually, I was thinking about when we were talking about, and when we go through um the next chapter, chapter eight, mm-hmm. I was just like, 
Oh, yeah. Light it up, but here, light it up. After the oh. death, she felt that a light had gone out inside her; it had been extinguished. <sighs> and like mm. we see it throughout the book that she starts talking about how like there's a flicker. You know, we see Hunt yeah. is bringing it out slowly but surely, having a purpose again, like getting her revenge, finding out what happened. Yeah, but it's not till the end. And then we also part of it is the light had gone out. We also know the Starborn with the yeah. Everything. Like, it, it's insane. So, um, here's what's fucking crazy. So, she's just staring, and all she sees is darkness, silence, mist, and she's like, I could have been staring at myself. She lifts her head towards the carved bone gates, hewn from the ribs of a long-dead leviathan who prowled the deep seas of the north. Again, the Leviathan from the Deep Seas of the North sounds like it could have been a creature from the water world that SJM's mentioned before and that we saw Aelin, like, fall through the gate, the ward gates. I think that could be, like, a creature from that world that came through. I'm just throwing yeah. it in there. Anyways. The mists swirled tighter, the temperature dropping, announcing the arrival of something ancient and terrible. This isn't just a reaper. It's not just another reaper. No, nope, it's something just gonna else. just going to throw it out there. Welcome to the Underking. Um, anyways, so Bryce bows her head. Um, she knows she wasn't welcome at the sailing, but she had come to give Danica one last thing. The river literally trembles at her back with the creature that's before her. So she opens her eyes and slowly lifted her gaze. Now, I didn't really think through the first, like I said, the first time I read it, I was like, oh, what the hell? Like, is she just there to like ask? For confirmation. And then later in the book, we find out, no, mm -mm, mm -mm, mm -mm, mm -mm, she, she gave her spot. She does. More. And I understand what she is. Why is because the, the wolves are all about pride. And as we know, Danica died begging and screaming. And yeah. it just gets worse knowing why. Um, but again, even throughout House of Sky and Breath, there are so many times where I'm like, motherfucker. I just remember. Ran I'll just randomly remember that I'm like, oh my god, she gave up her place. Oh god. Oh god. And I'm like sick to my stomach. Because I'm like, what does that mean? Like, what does that mean for her? Alright. So part one is over. You're like, oh, thank god. We're out of the <sighs> shit. We're out of the trauma. No, no we're wait not. Till the end of the book, man. Dude, um, I literally just, not gonna lie, I did just go back and I literally landed on the page where there's going light it up. And I was like, wow, this is really awful serendipitous <laughs> yeah. um, so now what was part hang on let me double check because i always forget what it's called part one was called let me double check myself the hollow okay okay yeah, like, yeah understandable that's i feel hollow hollow yeah, yeah. Uh, part two is the trench yeah so what are we gonna get with that <laughs> which also if i recall i'm pretty sure the hollow the trench definitely is i'm pretty sure the hollow is um they're each levels of hell. Yeah. What's the part three? That's what I'm trying to figure out. That's what I'm trying to flip through. I'm going. So part four is the ravine, which is also part of the, uh, part of hell. Hang on. Uh, part part three. Uh, it's part two is pretty long. So hang on. Yeah. Hold on. Oh, guys. guys. What is it? I got to part three. The canyon. Uh, the canyon. Yep. I'm pretty sure all of those are parts of hell. What about. <sighs> but there's seven. And we get four. Shit. I need to reread. Reread? You need to reread? Re I need to read uh, Sky and Breath. 
Yeah, that's my next. Yeah, that's next on my list. I wanted it as close as possible, and I, I know these books, so I'm trying yeah. to like, yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah. All right. So chapter eight. Normally, guys, normally, and Caitlin, I'm pretty sure you're the same way. I'm not a big fan of time jumps. I'm really not. But in no. this case, in this case, I yes. wanted it because I was like, I don't want to see the. I, I don't want to live through this. <laughs> I, I don't need, need the it. aftermath. I was I like, needed, I need space. I needed to get away from that it was, as yeah. far as possible. Like, legitimate, the amount of depression I felt, like, it was, it's 90 you pages. Sat in the dark for, like, yes. the rest of the night. I, I, when I finished the book, I sat in the dark then the rest of the night, too. I was like, this is one of the most depressing books. I have- What's insane oh. is when I finished this book, the first in the series, the emotional turmoil and everything i like was feeling it was almost on par with kingdom of ash which is the end of a series yes yeah okay like legitimately i literally remember because you hadn't read this book yet i texted madison and i know you guys read it before me and i was like because remember when it came out i was still crazy stupid busy with work and i was like i can't i don't have time i literally remember reading it and i was like madison I'm depressed. It was literally <laughs> like sorry, 1 a.m. Funny, it is. I was like, I'm depressed and I don't know what to do with my life at this point. And this was during COVID too. Yeah. I was living, this is, here, this is horrible. I had just gotten furloughed from my one job at, as hospitality. I was waiting for my security clearance to go through at my other job. So, and I moved back in with my parents because obviously wasn't making any money. I was like, yeah, fuck it. Like, why not? I was yeah. sleeping in my like parents' brand new house in their basement with not a whole lot of furniture. And I literally was sitting in the dark and I was like, well, this is depressing. I literally, so, cause it was the start. <laughs> it was right when at my work, everybody was trying to get everything they could close before it truly like yeah. shut down. Oh, so God. I was literally pulling like 20. I'm not even kidding guys. Caitlin and Madison were there for yeah. it. And I had to do it other times, like 20 hour work days. It was horrible yep. to where, but these, her and Madison both were like, Bleak, we, you've got, you've, I don't care. Like, I'm sorry for your well being, but you need to read this fucking book. So I yeah. was literally pulling like, I would be working until like three in the morning. I would read for like four hours to like 7 a.m. And then I would sleep for like two hours and do it again. I was not well. And luckily I read pretty quick. So I didn't, we had to do it a couple nights, but then I like was already, you know, anxious and worried about how the, what was going on in the world yeah. and like everything like that. And then I added, you know, work stress and then this, and I was like, Oh, this emotional God. damage. Yeah. 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 Okay. All right, so part two. Part two, The Trench. Chapter eight. We, we are do 20... get a lot of... Sh- what? We get a lot of shit in this chapter, which I a just lot. didn't realize. Yeah, it's a lot. Okay. 22 months later. Whoa. Okay. Thank God. Two years. For anybody wondering, basically two years. Yeah. So she's like oh, right around 25. Um, We're back in the White Raven. Uh... And Bryce is walking out of the bathroom with a lion shifter. So, all right, get her. Okay, so does it look like? Okay, we're no, no, they <laughs> don't look like a lion. They shift into a lion. Just, I just don't understand it. Okay, keep going. I, it cracks me up that you really can't. Like, I don't. No, I don't process it. Um. Okay, so we find out like uh, she just hooked up in the bathroom. Cool. Best sex she'd had in three months. I okay, okay. Wow, that's and I kind love, of I love depressing. this. Right. Maybe she'd keep him for a while. Eh, she'd probably learn his name. Yeah, well, whatever. 
So he, of course, is, as anyone would be, obsessed with her already, you know, and he's like, let's dance, let's dance. She's like, mm, no, sorry, I've got a business meeting. Oh, dun, dun, dun. Okay. Um, Judging her for the business meeting and her black, uh, what is it? The Club dress? Oh. Mini dress? No, it's the, yeah, it's the black, what's it called? Little black dress. And her little, little black, black dress. dress. I was like, what are you trying to say here? There we go. Um... So we find out, uh, basically, like, clients wanted to meet in a neutral space, like, because, <laughs> and honestly, I, I, I agree. Fair. Yeah, they basically don't trust Jezeba, and they're like, they don't know what, like, monitoring or, like, spells she has at the gallery. That's fair. That's, I would, that's really yeah. fair. So we find out hmm. Bryce doesn't go there on her own anymore. Which it's is not her scene. <laughs> I fully agree why she wouldn't go there on her own, but, you know. She's been sipping sparkling water. Now, as anybody knows, if you're sipping sparkling water in an event and you're you're wanting to, you know, stay sober in an event, sparkling water is the way to go, especially because people just will not shut up. Like, if you don't drink in an event. I know, it's so weird. Everybody feels the need to, like, you have, first off, for anybody, especially the holiday season with all the parties and you're, like, staying sober, you don't owe anyone an explanation, whether it's just because you don't want a headache later or you struggle or, or you any other don't want to look like a fool in front of your boss. Yeah, exactly. You don't owe anybody an explanation. So, like, just keep that in mind. Anyways. Um, Sparkling water super, with super tense. Yeah. So, I mean, the lion shifter was a good distraction. Fair enough. Fair enough. Always. And she literally just goes... Thanks for the ride. I love that. Literally love that ride. Iconic. <laughs> Iconic. And then this is rough though. Oh, and he God, like realized so bad. It, he like realizes she wasn't joking about a business meeting and he's just like, "Oh, I can't pay you." Oh. Nothing wrong with that profession at all, but getting mistaken for it when she was like, "No, I really just wanted to release some tension." You know? I okay. Just, I just really needed to have sex. Sorry. And so she just goes, I love this. She doesn't put him completely at ease. She goes, oh, it's on the house. Yeah. I love it. Um, And so she's kind of, we, we see a lot throughout uh, Bryce's like chapters that memories try to creep up on her a lot. Oh. And she just shoves them away. Good. So uh, she makes her way. She makes her way to the, Right. Yeah. That's you. Avoidance. <laughs> She makes her way up into the VIP section and the client's there. And the client, okay. He's at the far end of the bar. He's got a bulky frame. He's gross. Disgusting. Okay. He's got like a tight suit. Yep. No, do the description and then I have a a question. Okay, cool. Long black hair. Like he's got a sharp bone face and inky eyes. So she saunters up. Um, Maximus Tertian. 200-year-old vampire. So we've got vampires okay. in the world. Why do she why does she spell vampire like this? That's, that's not actually how you... the No, that's actually the original spelling what? of vampire. What? Since when? <laughs> oh, sweet summer child. <laughs> I was like, I forgot. Yeah, that's like the old school way. Okay. I was like, why the fuck is it spelled like this? She's trying to be fancy. Sometimes people use the Y instead of with an E at the end still. But, you know, V-A-M-P-Y-R. Vampire. Yeah. Tempe yeah, vampire. it confused me. I'm pretty sure. Vampire. Somebody's going to yes. come for me. Good. Um, as they should. So, fuck you. Seven <laughs> hours. So, 
Um, he's unwed, unmated, son of Lord Cedrian, richest of the Pangean vamps, and the most monstrous. Okay, okay, okay. Um, this is gross. His dad, this guy's dad, uh, is known for filling bathtubs with the blood of human beings (laughs) in his mountain keep, bathing in their use. So that's that seems like she pulled a little from Dracula because isn't that part of like Dracula's lore? I think there was that one crazy lady that wasn't supposed to be a vampire, but she was like a serial killer in the medieval times. That she would kill all the young maidens and bathe in their blood. Yeah, yeah, I know who you're talking about. And then I'm also thinking of the vampire of it's like Dusseldorf. It's somewhere in Germany. They had like Dusseldorf a guy that was or whatever. I think it, it. I think that might be it. Emma might. Emma, know. Emma, yeah, Emma will know. But I don't, I'm not 100 sure. But there was like a guy that was like a vamp. Like they, he was a serial killer too. Sadly, but he did some of yeah, this yeah. shit too. Ooh. Okay. So Bryce is like trying not to be just grossed out. Like, well, yep. So I mean, she's who like, wouldn't. Yeah. 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 So she's just like, oh, a sparkling water, and then like goes to shake his hand and just goes, Mister Tertian. The vampire's smile was so smooth, she knew 10,000 pairs of underwear had likely dropped at the side of it over the centuries. Not her. She's like, okay, whatever. Miss Quinlan, he purred. Ugh, and he kisses the back of her A pleasure to meet you in the flesh. And then he's literally just, like, eye-fucking her. Yep. Ugh. This line, your employer might have a gallery full of art, but you oh, are the true masterpiece. That is such I love a- her, her inner monologue. Oh, please. That's literally just like that's such a common like sleazy guy thing to say. It's yep. just like we like I hate to say it, boys, but like we see right through all that shit. I'm sorry, you have said yep. this line a hundred times. We know you have said this line a hundred times. Yep. yep, doesn't really work. Yep. And she literally calls him on it, and he's like, "Oh, yeah. oh who made the hot ones?" But like, I also like we get a little tidbit because like, let's be honest, we've all read a vampire book with a hot vampire where you know they might bite you while they fuck you and we're all like oh that's kind of hot not bryce bryce is like no thank you no nope. i like my blood where it is i'm good i, I find know that i funny. literally like it <laughs> i mean it's true um so she literally gets right down to business and she's selling let's get down to business to defeat the huns huh. oh oh wow <laughs> um so she slides him the folio and like he's trying he requested that it be like almost like spy like here's the folio with the paper yeah exactly like, here's the like, yeah, like, what the fuck? like this dude's a douche the bottom line this dude is a douche um but he's buying a five thousand year old onyx bust of a long dead vampire lord <laughs> what bryce so, is pause. good at her job she's okay okay Thank you for saying that because throughout this entire freaking book, she always is like, oh, you know, it's like it's she's kind of stumbled upon it, which I also have very big thoughts on. I'm pretty sure Jezebel guy like we'll get yes, to that later in the book. I agree. Um, I know where you're going in and I agree. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But she uh, like everybody kind of just like blows by the fact she's really good at her job. She's good at her fucking job. And I know she doesn't necessarily like the job, but I'm just saying. But this also raises the question, this is a 5,000-year-old relic, right? And we know, like, Jezebel, like, has things from all fucking over. What world did the vampires come from? We haven't okay. seen that. We haven't come across no. it. Correct me if I'm wrong, I don't think there were vampires or even things like it. Like, I, I don't know, dude. I'm just saying. Um, 
Let's see here. Oh, she also, while she's, like, letting him, like, look over his spy papers, she sees a drop party. So. Oh, my God. So we get the drop, which I forgot this was all dumped on us. And it's, like, what, three or four pages? No, yeah, yeah. So essentially, okay, the, like I said, it's a, it's an info dump. So she sees a drop party. Um, Basically, when you make the drop, um, they have, like, parties. It's how you get right? your. And it's how you yeah. get your power, too. Yeah, it's how you, like, step into your full power and your mortality. So it's a necessary right. Why? We don't know. Because Faye, Shifters, everybody else, and all the other SJM universes don't need to go through it. So there's something about Midgard, and I'm going to bet the Asteri, that, like, fucked with their DNA, e- essentially. Yes. That they have to make the drop to become immortal and step into their power. So just saying. Crazy. Um, I also think... I actually said this to the SJM like spiral chat um, earlier this week before we jump into. Well, let me explain the drop and then I will explain what I think also think part it's of dumb. it is. Yeah. Well, it's just crazy. Yeah. That nobody ever questioned it too. So basically, we find out that the the power grid for this world is run, runs off a of first light supposedly. It's the pure un, undiluted light each veneer admitted while making the drop. Um, it's only during the drop that the, the flash of first light appears. It's raw, unfiltered magic. Raw, unfiltered magic is also how the magic is described in, like, Printhian and Wendelin when you go across the continent away from in a throne of glass where the matter, just throwing it out there. Yep. Um, it could heal, destroy, and do anything in between. Um, so basically captured and bottled, the first glow was always used for healing, and then the rest was handed over to energy plants to fuel their lights, cars, machines, tech, blah, blah, blah. And whatever shady shit the Republic wanted. No, it doesn't. No, it doesn't. Conspiracy. So the donation and donations in quotations of the first life by each citizen was a key element of the drop ritual, which was always done in a government center. Always. So how do you actually know what's happening if they control? I'm just saying. Okay. Okay. So basically, um, they are, during the drop, they enter into their full immortality, essentially, and true power. It's all tracked by the Aleutian system, which monitors every moment through vibrations in the world's magic. Sometimes, like, family members literally watch, like, the screens of the, like, metrics, right? The drop was the easy part. You literally fall into one's power. But once the bottom was reached, one's mortal body expired, and then the clock began counting down. So this falling into one's power sort of sounds like uh, Awen and Rowan tunneling mm-hmm. into their power. Yep. But and then not, when she adds a... But it's not deadly to them. They actually burrow to build it up. So that's interesting. Yeah. But then at the flip side, it also reminds me of... Um, in the cauldron. Nesta's description yeah. of falling in the cauldron, and then you had to fight back out. So yep. it's it's interesting. There's kind of like parallels. So you and me have a couple minutes, and you literally have to race back up before your brain shuts down. Six minutes. It's a psychic runway, and you have to just like keep running, essentially. But um, if you don't, you just die. Yep. Like, Casual. What? Um, but that's why you always had an anchor. So you have to have a beacon, a lifeline, somebody that's almost like, think of if you are like, um, bungee jumping, they're the, they're the one anchoring you to the top of the cliff when you bungee jump. Right. So, um, they're what keep you going. They're your drive to stay alive, essentially. So it's usually family, parents, sibling, um, 
you can also, if you don't have anyone, you can get a government employee, which is, we find out Hunt did that. Um, and they call those six minutes the search. You face the very depths of your soul. That sounds like the Ouroboros. To face the Ouroboros, yeah. you see your same self. So it's like, there's a lot of various, like, um, parallels here. Um, but once you make it, you're, you, you, you know, the aging process is like a glacial drip. You're basically indestructible. You like are bathed in the first light and it can like blind the naked eye. So right then and there, the drop center at the end though, they siphon it off of you. Huh. You get a mere pinprick in a bottle, a pretty souvenir, which is the drop party is like, they're all the rage. And like a lot of people literally make like glow necklaces, like glow sticks out of yeah. it. Yeah. Which I think is hilarious. Um, and you like, you know, you sparkle for a while. Okay. Now, this is my one. You only ever do it in a government facility. We know that they literally eat the first light. They survive off of it. But my question, and part of it is whatever is different about Midgard to where Veneer have to go through the drop to get their full power and immortality, right? There's obviously something going on. Because the Fae came from the Northern Rift from one of our other worlds yeah there is no drop there is no or you are born with your power and everything but what you'll notice and i think this is part of it we see so much more powerful fey and shifters in the other worlds even the witches they when they're like at their full strength they are so much more powerful than most of the people we see in crescent city it just seems like True. there's more raw power among the people, at least in my opinion. So one, they don't have a government stealing it. Yeah, exactly. Okay, so that's where I'm. So one, whatever the fuck is weird with Midgard that they have to make the drop. Like, what is going on? Two, I think the Asteri only they have it all happen in the government facility, not just to collect the first light to survive off of it, but that first light isn't just like the energy they create. They're siphoning some of their potential power at the same time to keep veneer at a certain level of power. So they're and not too know, powerful. So they're not too powerful. And we know the Asteri also like basically breed because they created the yeah. angels and then they have like breeding in place to have powerful for what they need, but never too powerful, which one, I think that's where we also get more inclination of what the fuck, um, whoever hunts dad is. And yep. I know like a lot of people are like, Oh, Thor, the God that they mention. Um, Emma had the great layout of the very, very popular theory, which I'm also a fan of is, um, Apollyon, the star eater, the Prince of hell, maybe like that whole thing. So hunt is an anomaly. There's a reason they, they had tried to breed out the lightning power. I think. And yeah. he's an anomaly. He wasn't meant to have it. But that also explains why everybody else is kept at a certain power. But what did Bryce do? She made the drop outside of a government facility. Oh, Bryce yeah. Is gonna have, not only does she have the power of all the gates that everybody had, like, uh, deposited over the years. She's the, uh, the true starborn. I mean, her heritage, her dad is powerful. But not as powerful she, as her. Yeah, not now. She has way more than they ever wanted. Even if she had pulled from the gates, but made it to a government facility for the drop, they would have been able, they would have siphoned it and kept yeah. her at a level. They did not. Bryce, I will go down. She is as powerful, in my opinion, somebody's going to come for me, as one, as Feyre, because Feyre is kind of the same with the power from all the courts. 
Yep. As Reese, I think, and as 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 powerful as Aowen, especially since Aowen only has a, a little bit of it left, thanks, SJM. Um, same with <sighs> Nesta, but you know me, I still hold Aowen and Nesta are both super very like super powerful. Like we are over but anyways, <laughs> that is my that is my hot take on I agree. the first light and then the power. Like we there's more to it. So anyways. Um so then uh, we find out, so we get back, uh, Tertian, you know, is like, oh, cool, we're good. Um, there, he, he's, pa- he's paying an ungodly amount, right? But then Bryce literally goes, she wouldn't receive any part of her commission on the piece on any art in Jezebel's gallery. That money went elsewhere. Now we know from later in the book, she's saving for Lahaba and she's paying off strings. She's such a good person. So sweet. Yeah. Um, and then he he keeps trying to hit on her, and it's and she's just done. Yeah. He literally thinks the amount he paid it should include a perk of her going home with him. But she also he also did pay a third. She convinced him to pay a third over. Yeah. What that, it was yeah, worth. Yeah, which yeah. I again. Good job, Bryce. Good job, Bryce. So this dude is a fucking creep. And then of course Bryce is like Jesus. Like ten minutes. I've been mistaken for like. A prostitute twice in 10 twice. minutes like what is going on he tries to grab her wrist you don't fuck with her even before the drop you don't fuck with bryce randall trained her her yeah. stepfather her father honestly yes is a badass motherfucker okay you don't fuck with her and she just she controls her feelings so he can't scent any like fear or anything and just says take your hand off me please and I like this. She added the last word because she'd owed it to Jessica to at least sound polite. <laughs> what? Just once. <laughs> um, and he is not taking no for an answer. Like, nope, nope, nope. And then the VIP area goes quiet. Something bigger, badder, some bigger, badder predator prowled in. Good. Well, uh, it's not good. And he looks across, like, over her shoulder and tightens his hand. A dark-haired... Oh, I don't know why I said that. Yeah, no. A dark-haired fey male stalked up to the other end of the bar, looking right at her. She literally tries not to groan. I would be groaning, too, but for a different reason. I know. I also just reread the description of Rune, Uh and everything is attractive but his hair. Oh, no, I I fuck with it. Oh, I fuck with it. do not. No. You don't like any type of long hair. No, I really don't. Which is hilarious because you really like Cassian, but whatever. Yeah, if Cassian, like, yeah, but there's, mm. yeah, it's a hard one for me. Hard. (sighs) Okay. So, Maximus snarls and goes, you are mine. Bitch, get out. (laughs) Get out. I would stake his dick. Literally stake through the dick. Like, what a fucking creep. So, she's like. That's my cousin. Calm down. Because she's literally at this point trying to placate him so she can grab the check. Because it's still. Yeah, that's all she wants. She's like, that's all she wants. (laughs) She's like, that's money, honey. And then, like, he's surprised because he's like, what? Because obviously, you know, it's Crown Prince of the Valbar and Fae. And she just casually is like, oh, that's my cousin. LOL, is he? (laughs) So he, like, is surprised. And she uses that to, like, grab um, the check in her uh, purse and everything and steps away. And she's like, also, I don't do possessive and aggressive. So, like, fuck off. Good for you. Good. Um, but he doesn't go to follow because of who Rune is. So 
If they had known Rune was her brother, well, technically her half-brother, no male would ever go near her. Fair. Fair. Um, this is always interesting, not just because Rune was the legitimate child, the fucking chosen one, and she was dot dot not. Liar. 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 He has striking blue eyes. I know everybody, it's kind of the same with Reese, where they're like, I thought his eyes were violet. I thought they were purple. I thought they were, like, blue. First off, I'm going to tell you a fun little story, and I think I've been over this, because I got fucking ripped a new one in the giant group chat, if you recall, because I was like, well, violet's purple, so that makes sense. And then everybody was like, violet is a blue. Yeah, violet's blue. Violet is a blue, guys, in case you didn't know, because I always thought it was a purple. So, (laughs) um, anyways... There's a reason they shift from, like, striking blue to violet to, like, a purplish color, okay? So, like, I, I don't think they're mistakes by SJM. I think they're all just, it's, it, people's, I my eye color changes from green to blue. It's quite creepy. Mine is um, blue to darker blue, especially when I'm pissed off. That's really fun. You've seen mine. You've, mine go yeah. from, like, ice to, like, bright green to, like, a blue, I don't, my brother convinced me I was a werewolf when I was younger. Because <laughs> I'm not surprised in the slightest. Yeah, he and his friends literally convinced me I was a vampire or a, a werewolf, and I like cried. I'm, I was like, you I'm, know, gonna, I'm not surprised. I'm gonna eat people. That's literally what I said. I'm gonna eat people. Um, <laughs> I love that's yeah. your first reaction. Oh my god! I did. I was worried I was gonna eat people, and then they were like, oh. "We gotta take you. You gotta go into the woods. You gotta run away." And I was like, gotta go run away." <laughs> yeah. My brother is six and a half years older than me, guys. So, like, he and his friends were, like, my babysitters during the summer, you know? Like, if I wasn't at my grandma's, oh my, like, God. my mom or dad were home, but, like, they were, like, busy. I would just, I would, you know, bother my brother and his friends. And they, yeah, convinced me as a werewolf. Yeah, <sighs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so, she goes up to Rune, and here we go. Mm, 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 mm. We already got some of it, but every time they describe him, we just need to, you know. Black t-shirt, dark jeans, tight, covered oh, in God, muscles. I love that tattooed sleeves on his golden skinned arms mm, they're colorful and beautiful mm. lines of rings in one arch ear straight black hair that flowed to his waist save for one shaved side mm. he's I entire fuck you fuck you don't don't interrupt don't take my hair ties i'm sure he would have his own yeah but i don't want to share them then don't you have yours he has his problem solved i don't want to get them mixed up keep going Oh my god! So basically, he's a walking billboard that just says "fuck you, dad." Mm. So he's fifty years older than her, but he's made the drop and he's full blooded face. So like, he's looks barely older, if at all, than her. But he is fifty years older than her. Which also, the past month, so many fan artists have done like fan art of Rune with like little baby, like Bryce, like hanging out because he oh. was old. Like, he's 50 years older, yeah. Yeah, so, like, she's, like, brushing his, like, braiding his hair. Like, she's doing, oh you God. know, like, a girl, almost, like, girl dad stuff. Where, like, you see the yeah. guys where they're, like, yeah. They, that fan art, if you're an artist and you're listening, give it to me. Give all of it to me. It's the cutest fucking thing give ever. Give it to me now! All of it! Um, So she's, like, oh, hey, what's up? Why, why are you in the cool kids club? Like, you feeling hip? And Rune's just, like, ugh! You're annoying, but also, like, I'm not here to party. What's going on? So, they're not at the greatest spot uh, in their relationship. So, she's like, what are you here for other than to ruin my night? Rune. Still happy playing slutty secretary, I see. 
Oh, hey, party foul. You're handsome, but shut Eat up. Him. Um, and we find out, like, so for a few years, they've been best friends. Literally, they were united against their douche of a dad. Yep. Um, but that was ancient history. Rune had seen to that. So we know whatever happened, Rune, you fucked up. Uh, and she's like, wait, how did you even get in here? Like, it's packed. Like, there's a list. Rizzo's my buddy. He and I play poker on Tuesdays nights. Son of a bitch. Speaking of uh, the shift, the butterfly shifter, Rizzo's the owner, if you recall. He had let him in. Um, so, turns out, the reason Rune's here is because Rizzo had seen Bryce with Maximus, knowing Maximus was a fucking creep. And was like, hey, Rune, your cousin's here with a creep. And Rune, Which is good. It is, it is. Because even though Rune apparently, you know, oh, she's playing slutty secretary, oh, you're annoying. The crown prince of Valbar and Faye ran to get to the club to check on her. So, that's cute. Hey, he cares about his sister. He even does. Even though he doesn't want to admit it. He does. And Rune, of course, like, doesn't get that it was a work meeting. So he's like, "What? Are you, you have to work in six hours. Like, why are you here? Go home, go home. So then... We're like, oh, okay. But then Bryce is like, you're not just here because of me. So when then you're like, hang on, hang on. I thought you were being a good brother. What's going on? No, yeah. he does have a message. Um, And since he already was checking on her, he's like, I might as well deliver it. And Bryce reads him like a book. Of course. So he's there to let her know the Autumn King wants you to lie low. The summit meeting is in just over a month and he wants any loose cannons tied down. So then that's when you're like, oh my God. That's their dad, the Autumn King. Oh, shit. Oh, shit. And then you're like, what the fuck is the summit? I don't know, man. We don't get much on the summit. Yep. And then you're like, oh, okay, the summit. So every 10 years, it's a gathering of Valbara's ruling powers um, to literally just discuss whatever the Gisteri order them to, basically. (laughs) Um, Each territory in the Republic holds its own summit meeting on a rotating schedule. Um... So that one occurred in the world each year. But, like, Bryce doesn't pay attention to him. She's like, okay, whatever. So, basically, the king is like, all the Fae have to be on their best behavior. Um, the Asteria are sending some of their favored commanders over. Interesting. Okay. Um, and so, every year there is a summit. So, every ten years it's in Valbara, right? Okay, cool. Well, the Asteria, like I said, are sending some of their favored commanders those are the ones from, like, Pangira, where, if you recall, um, it's way worse. Way worse over in uh, Pangira for the... Is that, am I saying that right, Pangira? Where's Pangira? Pangira? I have yeah, no idea, Pangira. dude. I want to make sure, because I always say it. Oh, that's just the map of the... Right, right. Oh, wait, it's on my wall. Hang on. Is that Nope, that's still just Crescent City. I've got maps. Um, anyways, it's not great for humans, so, like, especially... Or, like, a half-human, so, like, not a great idea that they're coming. And... So, Rune's just like, I was literally just told, like, just, I, I don't care. Just, like, lie low. And she's like, right, don't do anything embarrassing. He's like, look, yes. But then he gives his own warning. He's like, look, around summits, things always get, like, really intense. Like, just be careful. Like, things get really, really weird. Um. So, she even says, I didn't know Daddy bothered to care about my safety. And Rune just goes, he doesn't. And then we find, like, because she's just like, well, then what is going on? Why is it so important? And he, like, Rune's just like, just stay out of trouble. 
for whatever reason, this summit is important to him. He's been on edge about it. Ooh, now, we dun, dun, know, dun. we all say, and SJM in a recent, like, one of the last interviews literally said the Autumn King is one of her, like, fascinating characters, but she also was like, oh, because he has the potential and the means to make a real difference, a good difference, and do the right thing, and he just doesn't, right? We also remember from later in the book, we'll see he has an orrery, and he's obsessed with the starborn power and what it could do and what it used to be able to do in the other world and what it's capable of and finding a quote unquote safe space for the Fae in their home. I am convinced the Autumn King knows the truth. He knows what the Asteria are. He knows that this is not what the Fae are meant for. He knows they're essentially trapped there. He knows the Asteria are the bad, the big bad. He does. And I think that's what SJM is like kind of saying is like, he just he has so much knowledge and he won't share it because he's a dick. Yeah, he doesn't like trust or anything. So, and the fact that the summit's like very important to him, I think he also he, this is the first summit that they're they're hosting since Danica's discoveries about the dust court, the horn, all of that has co- happened. Remember that was only two years ago. This is the first one since then. Where the Autumn King knows the full truth, I think. And he's on edge because he knows that the Assyria are going to be involved. They might not be there, but they're going to be on the screens and they're sending their yep. favorite commanders. Like, it's not a good time. Nope. And he has to try to keep this secret pretty much hidden as well. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Because otherwise he risks his entire people, essentially. Um, and his entire bloodline because they would probably, like, to keep him in line, kill Rune or kill Bright. Like. Yep. Yeah. Uh, one of his weak points also is Bryce's mom. Let's all remember that because he still has feelings for her, even though they're misplaced and very possessive, which also not to put this out there. Don't worry. I take it back as soon as I say it, but let's keep in mind one of the bonus chapters for house of flame and shadow is Randall. And um, I always forget her name. Bryce's mom. I have no idea what her name I is. For- I forget it. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Bryce's mom. I'm sorry. Um, because it always, she always refers to it as her mom. Yeah. So. Um, we get the, and I'm just like forgetting. Um, they get a bonus chapter. That's never a good sign when side characters get a bonus chapter because it makes me worried for their safety. Yeah. So if the Autumn King knows the truth and the Asteria want to get to him, I'm willing to bet they wouldn't go for Rune's mom. They'd go for Bryce's mom. Just saying, and I'm sorry to have to say it because I like her. Yeah. And I like Randall, but whatever. Okay. Um, and then we find out, like, he hasn't been this riled up, the Fae King, since two years ago. So he was really on edge about everything back then, too. So just, it's all tying up. Um, she gets so mad just at the mention of two years ago that she, her primal fury takes over and she literally busts the glass. So there's that. Um, and then we see she goes into a panic attack, um, in... So she even runes like, gee, like he's seen the full of it. He's like, take a breath, take a breath, take a breath. Yep. He uses the, like the dom- fey dominance in his voice, like a command and it helps her, but it doesn't, she doesn't automatically, this is another like kind of tidbit for who the true starborn chosen one is because he is technically her prince and her body falls back on the instinct that was quote unquote bred into her. But she's still attempting to ignore it. So she's yep. able to slightly ignore the command, which is interesting. So she just like 
is like, okay, I'm going home. Like you've ruined it. Like a message received. And we get more of her, you know, self-destructive behavior. So he's like, let me walk you home. Like, you know, it's not safe. You're still, you haven't made the drop. Like it's the dead of the night. And she's like, no, I'm fine. Um, It's fine. It's fine. And then um, Rune's like, where's your coat? And she's like, oh, I didn't bring one. It is barely spring. Like, she needs a coat. And then she lies. There, It's a good thing I have my alcohol sweater on, isn't it? And we find out she hadn't drank since the night of the murders. Which is very understandable. Yeah. Um... So she gets a jab in because he's like, oh, God, college did something. And she's like, oh, at least I don't sit on dad's, like, cash and play video games with my dick back friends. Yep. Well, uh, classic uh, brother-sister there. Um, 100%. So she made it a block before she can tell he is following her. <laughs> uh, she gets to her building, much nicer building. It's glass and marble lobby. There's a shifter, uh, like a doorman. He buzzes her in. Um, he lifts his hand, like, she looks over and Rune, like, waves, like, kind of mockingly, like, waves at her, and she flips him off. She gets up, um, she gets up to her floor. There's, like, a plush cobalt runner, and it's just a nice place, right? It's a nice-ass apartment. Yeah. The heavy locks and their spells, like, it's very well, um, protected. Strinx is there. Uh, she shuts the door and just leans back against it because she's just like, oh, God. Um, so she knows, though, he'll get in. He'll get yeah. past the dormant if she doesn't turn on the lights to let her, like, that she got home safe. So she flips on the light. So this has obviously happened before because this is kind of like a routine of like, oh, I got to turn on the light. Um, and you're probably like how the hell is she affording this all of it paid for by Danica <sighs> by that stupid fucking will that's the worst that's yeah. literally awful but it does end on a very very relatable with yes. the side Bryce kicked off her heels best feeling unhooked her bra at last greatest ultimate best feeling yep Ugh. bra gone greatest and went to let the little beast out of his cage because strengths wanted food <laughs> yep so yeah that chapter alone, you learn about the drop more, the summit, more about the Fae King and her and Rune's relationship. Like, so much. <laughs> so, so much. <sighs> All right. Caitlin, what have you uh, currently been reading? Um, I'm still in, like, a detective phase. So I'm reading, if anybody knows Michael Connolly, he wrote, if anybody's seen Lincoln Lawyer, on Netflix, he wrote a bunch of series, plus Bosch, which is on Amazon. But I'm reading his, the, uh, it's like the female version of Bosch now, hit that series. And it's called, like, Sacred Night, I think that's what it is. Um, but it's just, like, another detective series. Like, why not? That's what I'm into these days. It's the thing that keeps me sane on my runs. So, wait, you listen to those while you run? Yeah. I need to start trying that instead of music. It's, oh my God. It's the great, cause I just like, I've been running pretty much my entire life. So I'm very good at knowing how long I can run, like what my like mile time is, what my two mile time is. So I, and I know how many songs it takes mm -hmm. pretty much. So I start counting and then I don't focus on like the run and I just like, am just 
not doing what I need to do. But if I listen to an audiobook, I'm more likely to get my done run fat my run faster. Plus, not actually. How was that again? About the- get my run done faster. There we go. Just as a, I was like, that is a mouthful. Get it done faster. I'm not thinking about anything else besides the audiobook, which is why the reason why I need to run is so I can stop thinking. And it also forces me to do it because I'm like, oh, I can't listen to this audiobook unless I'm actually running. So it makes me like go out and actually run. That's fair. It will also, I feel like for, I, I want to try doing it, um, I I like listening to music while I run, but especially when I'm trying to do like longer, just paced runs. Yep. I run to the beat of music. Yep. And I will be like, oh no, that mile was way too quick. If I'm looking to do six miles and my second yeah. mile was at like at seven forty, I'm like, no, that's yeah, not my pace. Slow that's down. Not, yeah. yeah. I'm like, that's not how I run. Um, so that's good to know. That's uh, the greatest thing ever. The Libby app, if anybody has it, greatest thing in the entire world. You read uh, books like fucking wow your book conspiracy here man okay sorry but yes go real quick libby, no i use libby. libby that's what i i use it as for my audiobooks so i don't actually have to buy the audiobooks it's good okay okay oh god as everybody knows me and audible have beef we all we we've had beef i hate their app i hate their interface it makes no sense i dislike yeah, it's it. awful it's awful you can't like buy on certain things and then they always want you to just like do a credit, whatever. Although there is a um, deal right now. I did sign up for it because the app was screwing me again. Um, and then they had all the sales that were only available to members, uh, which was funny because I would always taking screenshots. And then I had like other people take screenshots of what they were showing the, the sale prices as, as an audible member. And it was like a mine was on sale for $22. Theirs was $8. What? Like, yeah, the sale prices were different, but anyways, Anyways, there is a deal going on right now, um, and I'd have to find the link. I'd, I'd have somebody else send it, resend it to me, and I can send it um, to where you get, like, four or six months for, like, $4 a month instead of the, like, 15 to 16 whatever. Although Ian is really liking audiobooks, so we might keep it. But, 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 everybody knows I always say do Apple Books, right? This is how I realized this. I've always said Apple Books is cheaper. Even if it's just a couple dollars, it's cheaper, right, for the audiobooks. Some of them on audio, uh, like Apple books, when I bought them, including House of Earth and Blood and House of Sky and Breath, right? When I bought them, I got them for like $30 as opposed to $43 months ago. Now, granted, were they just on sale for a really crazy price? Yes, but that's beside the point. I got them months ago. Either way, (laughs) when I bought them, they had the yellow ribbon in the bottom corner, right? That said like available only on our Audible exclusive or whatever the hell it says, right? And I remember on Apple books, I was like well, how am I buying it on Apple Books then if it's just Audible? That makes no sense. I was like, whatever, not questioning it. It was legit. I checked. It wasn't like a, yeah. you know, like a offshoot. So I downloaded it. Okay, cool. The other, earlier this week, I think it was this week, when I went to do the Audible when they were having the sale and then I realized, oh, you have to be a member to get the sale prices and even yeah. mine weren't the same. When I like set it up with our, like Ian and I's Amazon account, and like linked it and did the membership deal or whatever. It was like $5. My library started automatically uploading. Those books that I got on Apple Books automatically were in my Audible library. And I paid $13 less per book. But it's still, even though it was an Audible exclusive, I could buy it cheaper on Apple Books. And then it's still populated in my audio Audible library. So everybody that made fun of me of like, what do you mean Apple Books? Why would you use that? That's why. 
Did I know that was a thing? Wow. No. Interesting. But just for anybody heads up there, especially if you already have Audible and you've like used your credit for the month or something and you want another audiobook, go on Apple Books. It's probably it could only be two or three books cheaper, but hey, that's two or three books. I'm just saying. In today's economy. But check. Because I find that to be utter bullshit. Just saying. Okay. Uh, what am I currently reading? That's a good question. I should know that off the top of my head, but I don't. Um, oh, 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 guys. I got pulled into this by uh, Jules and Elijah, the Rena Kent Legacy of the Gods series. Um, I have not read the other. It's the kids of the original series that she did. And it's all of them in like university. It's kind of like Sophie Lark's Kingmakers that I talked about. It's the same kind of thing. I haven't read the other original series and I've just read Le Legacy of the God. Well, it's because there's so many of them and I just got introduced. Yeah. Um, but I got pulled into Legacy of the Gods. Fucking amazing. I am going to read the entire Rena Kent universe because um, book five just dropped and it's God of Fury and it's her first MM book. <gasps> Is it good? <laughs> oh, so good. So hot, but also very very dark not like your typical dark romance it is dark like there are a lot of triggers that like if you have any questions reach out it it deals with some very dark things um it was beautiful but also just hot as fuck like it was so good um i finished her soul for revenge by harley larue i don't know if i mentioned that last week and then i'm uh still reading uh lady of darkness the one that i was talking about from um oh yeah the Lady of Darkness series, and it's uh, Melissa Rorich. I'm sorry if I said that wrong. Um, I'm still reading that. I got sidetracked because I wanted to read uh, God of Fury as soon as it came out because that series, it's like, it, it is literally like crack. I, like, a lot of people are like, uh, they have issues with, like, Rena Kent, like, her writing. Guys, it's not necessarily, like, amazing, the best writing ever, but her stories and her characters and, and her smut delicious love it but um that's what i'm currently reading um oh i forgot to mention i finished one what'd you finish the britney spears biography mm. i haven't read it was it oh good dude i heard so there's bad. some shit in it that it's like Ooh. there is some shit in it but it literally was written like a 12 year old like i mm. struggled so hard to get through it like it was I was telling my friends, because I remember I was reading it, so I started reading it, like, a while ago. Actually, when we were at, when I was at Disney, and we were, like, standing in line at one point, and I was like, all right, I'm going to read a little bit. Yeah, and I was sure. just like, it just, like, jumps around so much mm. and puts in, like, random tidbits here and there. It was just, I was talking about it with my sister, and we're just like, I mean, yeah, it was interesting, but it was, it was written. Needed some editing. It needed some better, better, like, better, better yeah. edit. Yeah. Like, That's it fair. was That's rough. Fair. Uh... Oh, right, right. Madison does this. Okay. Okay. Social media. Subscribe, review, uh, ACOTR podcast, Breathless Lit PA. We're on Insta. Um, I have posted four TikToks this last week. I, woo! Who am I? Who is she? I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> uh, it had been months since I posted, so Caitlin's kind of like, okay, good job, but whatever. Um, woo! I, oh, part of the reason I haven't, don't have as much reading is because that full new, the new update and the expansion for Dreamlight Valley dropped. I have to do that. I know. That expansion, at first, that's like $40. Damn. No, it is an entire fucking new thing. Is it? It is so 
much. It's an okay. entire, it's, it's insane. I'm like kind of overwhelmed. But anyways, the long story short, I'm really hoping to maybe get some streams like uh, throughout the holidays while like I have a couple deals that should close before year's end. And then I should have like a couple week, you know, like slow down. It's normally pretty slow at the beginning of the year. So I'm hoping anyways. So um, yeah, I'm on, I'm on Twitch too for that handle. Um, My Instagram shout out is night reads. Uh, Monica, uh, she does all of the really cute, like, here, I'm showing Caitlin, maybe, all the, like, cute little graphics. Oh, like, yeah, yeah, uh, She does, that. like, a lot of really cute graphics. You've seen them in my stories, because I share them all the time. Um, and I just, they're always just so cute, but they're also, she has some that I'm like, oh, I feel seen. Or sometimes I'm like, oh, I feel attacked. Just saying. Yep. Um, and then... Our Patreon shout out is none other than Danielle. Uh, it is her, as we are um, recording, it is her uh, first uh, wedding anniversary. So happy Yay, anniversary, Danielle. Congratulations. Um, and also, uh, just because she let me know yesterday that she was safe, if uh, for anyone listening that was uh, impacted by the storms that hit on the 9th uh, in oh, the Nashville I area. I saw that. It's scary. We hope everybody's yeah. good. We hope you're okay. Um, you know, sending all the good vibes. That that shit was scary. Um, that was scary. But uh, Danielle is the uh, queerly chaotic reader. God, I love that handle so much. Uh, so be sure to uh, wish her a very happy anniversary uh, with Christina as well. And um, book club. Remember, book club is tonight, December 10th at 7 p.m. Eastern. We're talking Iron Flame. I mean, obviously there will be spoilers, so be prepared. I have to wear headphones for it because Ian's not done with the audiobook yet. He's not done. No, well, because he only listens on his commute, and then like sometimes uh. like in the shower and stuff. So he's like trying to get through it, and he and I was like, "Well, I've, I'm talking about it on books like book club tonight." And he was like, "You're wearing headphones," and I was like, "Okay." <laughs> um, and Killing then me. we'll 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 do like a late in the month, early January kind of like wrap up holiday party, you know, for book club instead for December. Um. We'll be back this Thursday with a Thirsty Thursday episode. And I think that's it. If I'm missing somebody, somebody will come for me. If I had the wrong date, somebody will come for me. I And I welcome it, guys. Keep me on track. Um, so with that, guys, uh, we hope you have a great start to your week. And as always, cheer to our, cheers to our high fae base. <laughs> I messed that up. <laughs> Bye.